This is the EdTech Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. sitting there with a pen and paper. Virtual reality is an interesting medium where students can access a wide range of content. At the heart of it, education is all about communication, and teachers are attempting to communicate concepts to students in a way that they can understand, and much of that communication takes place verbally in the classroom. So when that process is disrupted, it makes it hard for that child to learn at the same rate as their peers. And on today's podcast, we're going to focus on how technology and new approaches to the classroom can really help fill that gap. And to do that, we're going to be talking to David Solomon. He's the CEO of Lightspeed. David, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. So how much awareness is there of, you know, the potential damage that, that hearing loss can do or having you know, just hearing issues in general can do for a student's development? Uh, how much awareness? Well, I, you know, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's low, uh, even though uh, most students go through some type of, uh, of hearing tests at various points in their, in their education. Uh, but we don't, um, we don't really treat it uh, the same way as we do like so many other problems. Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting point. And I wonder just, um, I suppose, if, if education isn't a big part of what you guys do as well. In, in addition to providing technology and providing those robust solutions in classrooms, if part of it isn't also an education piece where you are helping people understand and realize that this is an issue in classrooms, maybe that's something that hadn't been thought of before. Now, you mentioned earlier that uh, you know, listening is uh, you know, one of the primary channels of learning. Okay, so we know that particularly in young children, about 75% of what they learn comes through auditory processing, through listening. Uh, The problem is that you have a lot of children that have some form of mild hearing loss, okay? Whether that is because of an ear infection or whether it is just part of their development, particularly in that kindergarten through third grade, you may have up to one-third of your children that have some form of temporary or mild hearing loss that goes undetected. Well, through no fault of those children, certainly no fault of the teacher, and no fault of the technology that's in the classroom, these children are falling behind. And in fact, by the time they get to sixth grade, 70% of those children with mild hearing loss suffer from uh, academic performance, have poor academic performance in at least one subject. So it has a really big impact, and it is something that comes under the radar that not everybody notices. That's really fascinating and something that I I don't think I was aware of really before I started researching and and kind of diving into this topic before this podcast. So one of the things I'm I'm curious about then is how Lightspeed Tech really comes in and changes the way that educators can communicate in their classrooms. How are you trying to help fill that gap um, that would allow students to then um, understand and and be able to hear the the lessons and that sort of thing? Yeah, you know, the, the fortunate thing is it's an elegant, simple solution. Um, you know, not every child needs to wear hearing aids. Uh, and many children that have some form of mild hearing loss don't want the stigma that comes along with maybe a box that sits on their desk or the teacher wearing a special microphone just for them. Uh, so our systems, you put, you know, a speaker in a classroom with a very special microphone, the two are connected, and we deliver a very low volume, highly intelligible, evenly distributed sound throughout the classroom so every child hears every word. 
That's really awesome. And uh, I, I think that a solution like that, like you mentioned, it's obviously really important for students to not feel singled out or to not feel like uh, added attention is given to them. And when you're in a classroom like that and the, everybody's able to hear it, then co- it creates that environment of collaboratory learning, right, which has become a bigger and bigger emphasis. And I'm just curious in, in your time at Lightspeed where you've really been looking at education and being in the education sector, how you've seen the classroom setting really change and evolve over the years and how approaches to learning have really changed to become a little bit more collaboratory. Well, just uh, backing up a little bit, uh, when you put a, a solution in the classroom where a teacher's wearing this very small microphone and you're providing this nice even distribution of highly intelligible sound, it not only helps the students with some form of mild hearing loss, every child in that classroom benefits. Uh, studies have shown that when you put these systems in, all children improve academically uh, and the teacher doesn't have to change anything about the way they're teaching. Uh, On-task behavior goes up, uh, referrals go down, uh, attention span, the issues around ADD or other, other uh, attention issues tend to get minimized. So it just improves the whole dynamic of the classroom, not just the children with uh, hearing loss. That's a really great point because I think sometimes um, maybe if, if the teacher's voice kind of is at the same kind of low, mid-level, it makes it easier just to feel like the teacher is it's just background noise if, if you're somebody that uh, is struggling to kind of pay attention and that sort of thing. So that's really fascinating that it doesn't just help one group of students, but really helps capture the attention of the entire classroom. So what kind of feedback do you get from teachers on a regular basis or is your sales team getting from uh, the teachers that they have interacted with in the past with the educators? What kind of feedback are they getting um, when these systems are in place? Well, you know, there's feedback that is about the students, and there's also feedback about the teachers themselves. And one of the things that we hear consistently is, I have more energy as a teacher. I'm not shouting. I'm not working as hard. I'm able to speak in a nurturing calm voice which allows them to have a lot more energy as they go through the day uh, a lot of teachers tell us that they don't get laryngitis they don't get sore throats at the beginning of the school year or near the end of the school year where normally they would have to take some time off to recover uh, we get letters from teachers that say you know my career was over because i uh, could no longer speak i could no longer project and when this system was brought into my classroom now I'm able to teach again and be able to continue with my career that means so much to me. Those are really powerful stories we love to hear uh, and it, it happens all the time. From the student perspective, I think some of the most impactful things we hear from parents, uh, you know, one, one story that really sticks in my mind and, and in my heart is a mother wrote to us about her child and how when she went to first grade, she changed from being a vibrant, uh, happy, active child to a child who came home exhausted, had serious learning problems. Uh, They were talking about potentially, is there some type of learning disability or challenge here that this child is experiencing? Uh, She wasn't making friends. And like she said, like I said, she'd just come home and go to bed. Well, a system was put in the classroom uh, unbeknownst to the, the parents or the girl uh, that didn't know this wasn't done for her, 
but over a period of a few months, everything started turning around. The teacher started noticing something different about this girl. She started making friends. She started getting interested in her academics. She had a lot more energy. And when the report came art came out, they had all these great reviews. The parents asked her, you know, what what happened? She says, "Mom, I can hear." And that one little difference, that one little investment, changed that girl's life. And uh, you know, we hear stories like that every day. So, David, one of the things that I'm I'm curious about is how maybe teachers have changed their approaches, or if there are any trends just in the way that teachers are approaching education these days that's maybe different than it was in the past. Yes, you know, the uh, as you know, when a number of us were in school, uh, the teachers stood up in front of the classroom and they delivered the content, and we students sat there in our chairs and we received that content. Uh, that has changed significantly over the past 10 years. Uh, in fact, I'd say it was, it was probably about 10 years ago when uh, I was visiting a school in Worcester, Massachusetts, and uh, was you know trying to uh, encourage them to adopt classroom audio, where the teacher wears a microphone and and uh, you know every child can hear every word that teacher's saying. And uh, the more I talked about this, the more resistance I got. To finally, I said, "Well, you know, what is it about this that is you know difficult for you to implement?" And the principal's answer was, "Well, we just don't teach that way." And they gave me a tour of their school, and all the students were broken up into highly differentiated groups, in that each group was working on a particular skill set or a particular topic, and it was almost like having six little classrooms in one large classroom. I thought, wow, this is quite different than the traditional stand and deliver type learning that students have received for years. Uh, it's personalized. Uh, it requires collaboration with other students and it causes students to take accountability for their own learning. And, you know, when we saw this in place, it's like, oh, wow, how, how can we help these teachers with this type of learning? And uh, over the years, we have developed a solution called Activate that allows the teachers to listen in on different group activities and make decisions about how they invest their time with the group that needs them most at any given point in, uh, during, the, during the class. Wow, that's really fascinating that this kind of came out of the feedback that you got from, you know, from other school systems just saying, hey, like this is how learning is, is happening in our classrooms nowadays. And so you crafted a solution that really fit their needs, which I, I think is a really awesome way of going about it. How did you how did you kind of continue to keep up with teachers to keep understanding, OK, here's how we can meet the needs of students when they're you know kind of broken into smaller groups and that sort of thing? Well, the first thing we did was we worked with that principal in that school to come up with a solution. Uh, and in that solution, we realized that there's a mix of whole group instruction, there's small group instruction, and then there's, there's personalized learning where students, you know, operate independently. Uh, you have students working out in the hallway. Uh, you have students moving around the classroom. I mean, it's completely different. So we needed to come up with a system that not only continued to provide high intelligibility for the classroom uh, when the teacher is teaching the whole group, but one that allows the teacher to move through the classroom, listening in and making decisions about where they use their time and how students are doing. We also wanted a solution uh, based on teacher and student feedback 
is to allow the students to share out to the whole group not just with their small group so we've built that capability into it as well so we've created this this uh, complete communication listening and learning uh, set of tools that pretty much just disappears into the classroom once it's installed that's pretty amazing and one of the things that I think is particularly fascinating about this is that more and more students these days are so digitally savvy you know and so this kind of seems to engage them on a level that they are comfortable with when it comes to using technology you know for their learning so it really engages the student on a level that I think that they're comfortable with yeah I, I would agree that it engages them I think the biggest reasons for engagement have nothing to do with technology though because this this is so simple right like I said this is just something on their table and it does the work for them there's nothing they have to learn uh, but what it does do it gives them a voice it gives them a voice in their classroom uh, it also gives the teacher insights into every student that are in the moment while they're learning not some test after the fact and it allows the teacher to adjust their instruction based on the student needs uh, so the teacher benefits and certainly the students benefit from it and you know it really doesn't require anything from anybody that's absolutely amazing. And, you know, I, I think back to when I was in classrooms, you know, and I remember the students that wanted to remain as anonymous as possible and uh, to try to, I, I, I suppose, just stay out of the conversation. And this really allows teachers to monitor how that student is doing, even if they aren't the most vocal or the most uh, hand always raised in the air. And I think that that's good. That doesn't leave students behind just because they might be a little bit more shy or something like that. Yeah, you know, that's a... Uh... It's a really good point. We have uh, one teacher that after we put in the Activate system for small group learning, uh, we uh, asked her how it was going. And she said, you know, I had this, this one student who um, was a real handful. And other teachers had told me about this student. And, uh, you know, so I was paying attention. And, you know, there were a lot of problems. But one day I was listening into his group activity and I heard him be a leader and be articulate about the problem. And so I went over and I said, hey, this is amazing what you're doing. And I'd really like you to share this with the rest of the class. So from the comfort of his group, he was able to share out using the microphone with everybody in the classroom. Everyone could hear him, even though his voice was soft, not used to being a leader for the whole classroom. And uh, the teacher said after that moment, um, she felt like she had a new respect for that student and that student had a new respect for her and what I really love was she says I caught that student shining and now I catch him shining every day and uh, those are the kind of insights uh, we want to uh, want to help teachers uh, garner from their classroom so Lightspeed has been around since 1990, which I think kind of predates a lot of other technology that was in that you know is in classrooms today now. Um, before, was there ever a, a stigma about uh, putting technology in classrooms, and how has has you seen maybe ideas towards technology changing in the last several years? Just as education technology has really been embraced and um, I guess encouraged in schools a little bit more. Well, I'd say that. Um Technology had a big heyday in, um, you know, probably like 2000, 2000 through 2008. Uh, there was a big push to put a lot of technology in the classroom. 
uh, electronic whiteboards, uh, you know, projectors, uh, you know, computers. And what they found by the time, you know, after three or four years of this being pushed into the schools, uh, I think that they started to find that a lot of this technology was not making a difference in the learning environment. So educators became a lot more uh, focused on what does make a difference in the classroom. And we are fortunate enough to have a solution that just continues to expand and grow uh, because it's simple, uh, it's easy, and the payoff is huge. Uh, and we've been able to prove that time and time again. So as we see a shift in, you know, not necessarily moving away from technology, but holding technology providers accountable uh, for delivering something that really makes a difference, uh, you know, our solutions stand up to that, you know, time and time again. That's a great point. I think in a lot of conversations with people that work uh, with education technology, one of the constant themes that comes up is that at times people want to implement technology just for technology's sake without putting too much thought into the greater impact. And so I think when you examine exactly what Lightspeed actually provides and, and how it's able to benefit students and teachers, I think it becomes pretty obvious just how beneficial it is and it's easy to implement and easy to kind of have a plan to put it into places. And so it's not this situation where all of a sudden every student has a computer, but no teacher knows exactly what to do with these computers. It's really a, a, an easily deployed solution that, that works for the benefit of all. True. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, David, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me about this today to explain a little bit more about what Lightspeed does and how it's benefiting students and teachers across the country. Uh, you're most welcome. Thank you, Tyler. 